Thanks so much for being with us on this January 2nd. Well, as it is a new year, there is also now a promised ban on foreign home buyers. This was a promise made by the federal government. Uh, there was growing pressure to make housing more affordable for Canadians. Still a lot of questions as to whether or not this will help achieve that goal. But as of January 1st, foreign commercial enterprises and people will be prohibited to buy residential properties in Canada for two years in an attempt to cool the speculation that many believe helped propel the country's housing market to unprecedented highs. So what kind of an impact might this have on real estate in BC? Joining us to talk more about this is Doug Gibson, real estate agent with Stillhaven Real Estate Services. Doug, thanks so much for doing this. Hi, Jill. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. I know you were here just a few days ago talking about what the year might look like and looking ahead. We might still touch on that again as well, but I'm hoping you can also talk about this foreign home buyers ban and if you think it's going to have a big impact on sales or on the market in BC. You know, I don't think it really will, Jill. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think that, um, it, you know, there's exemptions right now in, in terms of like Whistler and Pemberton are exempt. And I think that's because they know that a lot of buyers there are from America. I heard that the Sunshine Coast is exempt. So that could actually end up having people come there. But really, from all the stats and, and everything that you look at and, and, and that I was going through, that it's not really had a major effect. In, in 2021, uh, Foreign ownership purchases were only 1.1% of the market, which was down from only about 3% in 2017. So I think there's a lot of sort of hoopla around it and a lot of people annoyed because there's been a change in in the way that some neighborhoods look. But I don't think you're getting 15 houses on a street and on the west side of Vancouver, they're all empty. Um, But, you know, neighborhoods have changed and and it has had a a bit of effect, but I don't think so. I think this is a, a... one of those things that the government does to make themselves look good. Right, because when you look at that number, and I've seen that number as well, the 1%, not a huge part of the market. Certainly, it's not as though we're looking at a huge number of sales that were going to foreign commercial enterprises or foreign residents. Yeah, and actually, what I saw in stats that I was reading is that domestic investors actually account for one-fifth of the market. So, you know, the, the market really got frothy in the last couple of years, and, and people jumped it back in. And, and, you know, it's hard to purchase in the lower mainland an investment property that actually cash flows, but people will buy it perhaps with a larger down payment to soften that cash flow difference and hold it to get the, the lift on it because prices have been going up a lot. So, you know, new builds will have more foreign buyers purchasing it. And, and I think really, Jill, a big factor is actually immigration. And now that the, the feds have increased immigration to, I think it's 500,000 a year, you know, a lot of people are coming to the metro, metropolitan areas of, you know, Vancouver and Toronto and met, uh, the immigrant immigrants that come here, uh, about 23% of them are purchasing. So that's a pretty good chunk uh, of people that are coming to the country that are that are going to be purchasing. So I, I, you know, is it that you see? Is it that it's foreign people that are owning, or is it just is it actual offshore owners? So, uh, you know, again, I, I think the optics are fine in terms of it's it's maybe keeping some of the people out. But I think it's the government seems to like to do lots of little things that seem like they're making a big splash. 
Right. Uh, is it the type of real estate as well? You mentioned houses and if we're seeing uh, streets or neighborhoods where all the houses are empty or a good proportion of the houses are empty, is it single family homes that we're talking about? Or is it also if we talk about, say, buildings in Coal Harbor where we're seeing towers and high rises where, where the lights never come on? Is it more one bedroom or two bedroom condos that, that are more appealing to people who are buying them simply for investment? Yeah, I think that, you know, before the foreign buyers tax that came in in 2016, we were seeing, of course, more and more of this. And there was and I think even previous to probably 2010, because I think 2010 in the Olympics put us back on the map and and awoke everybody. And and I heard from people that have been realtors longer than me that, you know, the Expo 85 really woke up the world test and there was a bunch of investment then. Um, and we just have a lot of it, a lot of immigration. So yeah, there are, there are for sure real stories of places that aren't, that are empty, but with all of the taxes, I mean, there are two empty homes taxes applied to Vancouver homes right now with the city of Vancouver and the province. So that, you know, at least these homes might now be rented out. Um, and uh, so there is definitely some places that have this effect, but I don't. I, I can't see the government really doing too much more. I mean, two empty homes taxes. I mean, I've had clients that have wanted to, you know, previously they wanted to go away and they couldn't rent their place. So actually, Edie um, creating this non no no more rentals is is actually going to help people rent out their place um, if they if they want to go away for a year or two or they are there you know whatnot or there's there's snowbirds so. There's, uh, Jill, it's so many factors now. I mean, the, the BC regulations have just been getting tighter and tighter and more and more regulations, including, you know, this three-day hold period um, when you have a, an, a subject-free deal. So I don't, I don't think so. I think that, you know, you, if you're a form buyer, you know, you can't buy now because they would, they would slap you with the tax or, or a fine and you'd be forced to sell it. But, I mean, previously, you'd be paying 20%. So unless money that was coming in, I mean, I guess an American could do that, thinking that their money had a 30% discount with the exchange rate, and then it, with the foreign buyer's tax, it was just a 10% discount. But um, our market is, is just very uh, undersupplied. There's a lot of properties that need renovations. It's hard to get renovations done. They're very expensive now. So, you know, when you when you have a new buyer, for example, a client, whether they're new and you're looking at properties, you might show them 23. You're not going to see 13 properties. They're going to pre-select and you're maybe seeing five or six that actually might fit their criteria. Right. Well, that that makes a lot of sense. And like you said, too, with the exemptions that are in place with the new rules, the, the different areas, as well as exemptions on specific people as well, it does seem like while it, it sounds like a big move or a big gesture, it, it, the, one of the questions I know that's being asked again and, and what you've brought up is, is this really going to have a big impact? Well, and, you know, I don't think that even before 2016, that East Vancouver homes were the ones that were getting purchased. I think it's true that in West Vancouver, West Side, you know, these multi like seven, eight, 10, 12 million dollar purchases um, were happening. But I have heard as an, another factor is that a lot of money has come out of Hong Kong. So with the, with the Chinese government cracking down on things in Hong Kong, there is something like 20, there is a billions of dollars getting transferred out. So I, I think there might be people who are landed immigrants here or dual citizens or citizens of Canada um, 
I had a lawyer tell me that a couple of years ago that they were seeing a lot. They were doing a lot more transactions and helping people move money. And that they thought a lot of Canadian citizens, and I had that happen this year. I had, I had somebody who was a dual citizen um, and they, they left Hong Kong. They'd been living here, moved back there. And they're like, no, we want to be back here. So they, they, they purchased. So, you know, you have enough of those happening and it just increases. And that wasn't in Vancouver. It was, it was in another city, but um, it's just so multifactored that I don't think that uh, we're going to see too much happen here. It's the, it's, it's just like the feds, even they made some of these first time buyer programs where you could save a little bit of money here. It was going to be a, a small amount of people that it would help. But it's something that they could put on a flyer saying we did this. Right. That was the, the account that you could put money into or the, the specific account to earmarked for the deposit? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's great. It's helpful. But it was only going to help a certain, a small amount of people that were, that were going to be using that. So, so, you know, great that it's helping. But, I mean, we'll see. I mean, proof is in the pudding. And we could take a look in a year from now and see if maybe if Seashell or uh, Sunshine Coast you know, real estate had this odd blip increase because I actually heard, and I mean, this is through the grapevine, but I heard that somebody purchased 20 homes in the Sunshine Coast in around 2019 or 2020 and just as investments. And and that actually started to really tighten up the market over there because they just purchased these for investments to, to rent out. So rents became tight there and even the market became pretty tight out there as well. Hmm. You mentioned as well David Eby's changes and the rental and, and the the changes. I think one of the biggest ones for Strata is that they will not be able to restrict rentals or that rentals are allowed. Uh, do you Are you hearing from clients or do you think that will make things more attractive or, or are people going to, to, are people not going to want to go into places where there aren't those rules anymore? It's a good question. And I had a good banter with a fellow realtor of mine about that. And I think, you know, it might just even itself out. It might just equate to a zero sum game because you're going to have some people that do will hold on because they've got enough equity out there and maybe make a purchase, use some of that equity as a down payment and rent it out. But a, a lot of buyers who are in a one or two bedroom condo, they need to sell that. They need to liquidate the equity to make a purchase for the, for the move up market. Um, so I, I think it's a good thing for our rental market. And I think it's a good thing to have in a, in a big picture. I think the number of rentals that are coming into Vancouver that may stabilize the rental market and not have it increase. will will say to people, I'm actually going to move to Vancouver because I can rent a place now. I'm not going to go to Calgary or other places. And then that person will eventually become a buyer so having more rentals on the market, I think, ultimately will be a good thing for, you know, the housing, the, the housing market in general to have purchasers. So, um, you know, Bruce, it was a Bruce that was on for your show that, yes. uh, that I spoke with. Yeah. yeah, he asked me at the end of the show what I thought should ultimately, if I could wave a magic wand or, or make, uh, you know, make one change. And I said, I think we need more townhomes. So we we really need a supply, and and you know what's what's in in shrinking shrinking supply is homes, and if a home gets torn down now on anywhere in Vancouver, you can build a duplex, so that's great, that's increasing supply. But you know next door to me is a house that's getting built with a laneway and a suite, so there's two rental units there. However, if you took all you know blocks of a whole block. Um, and we're just able to rent, take it in, and make it a, uh, a townhouses. You're creating, you know, 
three houses could become six townhouses, and that's six families. You make these about 1,500 square feet, three bedrooms. I'd love to see them with rooftop decks, and and you, you then you greatly increase the supply where people can't – it's a hard jump from a two-bedroom sometimes into a duplex or into a house. So that brings it, you know, that brings the affordability down. In, in North Van, you can get a three-bedroom for about 1.3. And I think around here in Vancouver, you could start seeing them at around 1.1, 1.2, which is still a lot of money. But if you make your way up the market from a one-bedroom to a two-bedroom and then into that, it's a way easier jump than having to go into a house maybe a small house, and then you've got a suite in the, in the house, and you just don't have a lot, you're not living in a lot of space. No, it's a, it's an interesting point, and I think one of the questions that a lot of people have as we move forward and see more and more, more, and more changes when it comes to policy and those rules. Doug, always great to talk with you. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome, and Happy New Year. All right, Happy New Year to you as well.